It's time once again for the Go-Giver Podcast, where we explore five timeless principles that will increase the profitability of your business and the joy in your life. Now, here's your host, the co-author of The Go-Giver, Bob Berg. Hello again, I'm Bob Berg, and we have what I hope you'll find to be an interesting and value-packed show today. When it comes to your career, have you ever wondered if it's just too late to either up your game or shift gears completely? We'll look at that in our Thought of the Day. And in our interview segment, Joe Calloway will answer both questions with a resounding no, it's not too late. And he helps guide us to our next success. That and more on today's show. I thank you for joining us. I was very excited to receive an email from my longtime friend and a man I consider to be one of my heroes, Joe Calloway, because he's just such a good guy who's attained massive success both in business and as a husband, father, friend, colleague, mentor, and just in so many ways. He mentioned that he was no longer speaking at conferences, and just as background, Joe, for more than three decades, has been one of the most sought-after non-celebrity speakers in the world. What he said in the email was that he decided not to take on any more speaking assignments so that he could devote time to coaching people who've had very successful careers to attain their next success, whether that was dramatically upping their current game or even changing careers completely. And sometimes it's even a hybrid. So, of course, I asked him if he'd join me as a guest on the podcast and take us through the basic steps of doing so and perhaps provide us with some real-life examples. But it also inspired me to do an internet search and look for examples of others who've done basically that same thing. Of course, we could talk about a guy with a very successful multi-mixer sales business who went on to become the chairman and CEO of McDonald's. Uh, Yes, a change in terms of his company, but really more of a progression within Ray Kroc's original path because he happened to see a great opportunity and he took it. Then there are those who called career audibles, if you will, and simply decided to do something totally different from their current field and made it work big time. For example, in an article in mentalfloss.com titled 10 People Who Switched Careers After 50 and thrived, Ethan Trex shared some very interesting stories, one of them being a couple by the name of Tim and Nina Zagat. The name might sound familiar, though you might be more likely to recognize the spelling, Z-A-G-A-T, many people pronounce it Zagat. I'm reading this straight from the article by Mr. Trex. A link to the full article is in the show notes. The husband and wife team behind the popular dining surveys of the same name were corporate lawyers when they first started printing their restaurant guides. Eventually, the guides became so popular that Tim left his job as corporate counsel for Gulf and Western to manage the business in 1986 when he was 51 years old. Nina eventually left the corporate law world to work on the dining surveys as well. In 2011, Google bought Zagat for $151 million. Good choice, Zagats. Of course, your next success might not be as dramatic as Ray Kroc's or the Zagats. Then again, you never know. Besides, when it comes right down to it, while the ultimate results are certainly important, the key is whether striving for that next success is the right thing to do in terms of your individual happiness and personal satisfaction. No commercial, Joe Calloway and your next success right now.
Joe Calloway has been a business author, consultant, and speaker for over 35 years. He's spoken at corporate events around the world and is a member of the Speaker's Hall of Fame. His eight books include the best-selling Becoming a Category of One and one of my all-time favorites, Be the Best at What Matters Most, which I often quote and recommend from stage. And his newest book is The Leadership Mindset. Now, throughout his career, Joe has successfully explored a range of interests. He served as executive in residence for Belmont University the Center for Entrepreneurship, was a partner in a restaurant named one of the hippest in the nation by the New York Times, was a founding investor in a snowboard and ski company, uh, where today he serves as a business strategist and member of the board, Gilson Snow. He's a partner in real estate developments throughout the Mid-South, and he's a principal in the Disruption Lab, a consulting group helping corporations develop strategies for innovation. And I say this because today, Joe is focused on his coaching practice called Next Success Retreats and Coaching, which, as I mentioned in the last segment, is helping already successful people to think through, strategize, and take action on their next success. Find out more about this and the various coaching options at joecalloway.com. Welcome, Joe. Bob, thank you for having me, my friend. I, I'm so happy to be here. Well, my absolute pleasure. Now, I yeah, I pretty much told everyone in the previous segment that I'm your biggest fan and how much I admire you. <laughs> and this decision that you've made now to put your magnificent speaking career aside in order to, to focus on this, well, next success of yours is just fantastic uh, because of what you're doing for everyone else. So I'd like to know if you don't mind the background and build up to your decision. Yeah, it's and it's been an interesting journey. I've done lots of things, and you just mentioned some of them. But the one constant for a long time, I mean, 35-plus years, has been speaking. And like you, I've spoken to so many corporate audiences uh, just all over the place. And actually, for a long time, Bob, it, it's it's not been my favorite thing to do. I mean, once I get on stage and get up in front of the people and start interacting, that's fun. I mean, I, I love that part of it. But a lot of the surrounding part, <laughs> the <laughs> primary one being probably the travel. Uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it just, I thought, this isn't my favorite thing. And I'll tell you something interesting. I really started shifting my speaking a few years ago to make it much more interactive so it was really kind of workshoppy. And somebody asked me one time, actually it was a potential client, he said, well, what, what are some of your best bits? What's some of your best material? And I said, to tell you the truth, my best material happens when I'm interacting with somebody in the audience. And it occurred to me, wait a minute, what I love to do isn't Joe talking to a thousand people? It's Joe talking to one person mm -hmm. or a very, very small group, like 10 or less. And so I've, I've been doing a little bit of coaching for the last couple of three years, but it just hit me. I mean, a light bulb went on one day. I thought, that's what I love doing. Mm -hmm. And so I, I took the, the speaking off the table put a lot more focus on the coaching, and here I am. Okay, and so these are basically very successful entrepreneurs, uh, maybe solo practitioners, uh, could be corporate people, you know, what have you, but very successful. Yeah. But they've they've hit, uh, you call it a success plateau. Tell us about that. 
Yeah, a success plateau could mean different things to different people. Here's the way I think of it. For example, an, an, an entrepreneur, a business owner, owner who, or a solo practitioner who's done really, really well, but the growth has really flattened out. And what they're doing is they're, they're just kind of repeating this last year again. And both from a revenue standpoint, but a lot of times more importantly, from a creative or a personal satisfaction standpoint, they say, <laughs> they say this is Groundhog Day. You know, the movie mm-hmm, with Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. They say, I'm just living the same year over and over and over. And the, the, sometimes, well, for example, I had a speaker uh, contact me not too long ago who said, I don't want to stop speaking but I've got to shake it up or I've got a feeling this is going to turn from, from a plateau into a downhill kind of a slide. And so I'm working with him on different ways that he can approach his speaking career that will make him, that will kind of rejuvenate his brand in the marketplace, but will also rejuvenate him uh, again, from a creative standpoint. So it's, so are most of these people then looking for a next success within their current business or looking for a next success in their, their life, taking on a new business or project? It's a mix. Sometimes it's, it's both, both of those at the same time. Sometimes let me think about it. You know, the majority of the people I'm working right, right now are not changing careers. In other words, they're not leaving the construction business and starting going to chiropractic school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. They're, but but they're, they're changing. The, they're either adding to what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're adding another lane to it. Uh, or or they're, they're maybe changing their target market. Mm-hmm. Or you know, this is, everybody's talking about disruption these days. And there's, there's lots of ways you can define disruption, but one approach to it is to think in these terms, something's going to put you out of business. It can either be somebody else or it can be you. (laughs) So what can you do to, to start to transition from the business that you're in now to the business that you ought to be in, the business that will be successful five years from now in the face of huge changes in the marketplace. Or, Bob, it could be really personal. Uh, What's the business that you should be in that will make you happy five years from now? So it's a real interesting mix of both looking at it through a purely business numbers, revenue, competitive lens, and then also just from a, you know, Bob, I had I had one woman uh, that I'm working with, and she said, and I could really relate to this because a lot of this was going on. She said, I'm just bored. Mm-hmm. I, it's Everything's fine, but I'm bored stiff with doing the same thing. So uh, it, it's... It's all those things, but it's somebody who knows there's a next thing for them. Okay, so let's let, well, Joe. Let's so let's talk about this because you hit on a good point. Okay, because this woman's okay. very very successful. 
What she's yep. doing is working. But if you're yep. bored, you're not happy. And when you think about right. it, you know, we're supposed to be happy. Um, so what stands in the way then? And I'm not, obviously it doesn't with her. She got your coaching and you're helping her take it to that next success. But what's the, the major um, stopping point or what gets in the way of someone who is like that particular person actually going from this where she is to where she wants to be? Yeah, the the most common thing, and I think most people can relate to this. The most common thing is, the, it's it's the comfort. <laughs> this and this is so crazy, but I've I'm oh my gosh, Bob, I'm Exhibit A, guilty as charged. It's the comfort of the familiar, even when the familiar isn't working Ooh, for you anymore. Powerful. It might be working financially, and honestly. Let me raise both my hands and say part of the reason I got stuck doing speaking actually for longer than I should have is because, number one, I was pretty good at it. And number two, financially, <laughs> it was really lucrative. Mm -hmm. And and so there are people that can – and I, I've advised people for years, don't get stuck doing something you're good at. And yet that's exactly where I was. But for, for a lot of people, it's a, it's can be a couple of things. One is that just the fear of the unknown, the, okay, I, I'm, I'm attracted to doing something different, but at this point in my career, it's scary. It's just a scary thing, uh, to change lanes. The other thing is some successful people, particularly if they've got a pretty good long track record of success. Mm -hmm. They don't want to try something if there's a chance that it's going to fail. And yet, because of a lot of work I've done the last few years with startups, that's the nature of a startup is that it th there are going to be aspects of it that aren't going to work. Mm -hmm. uh, and so wh what I'm helping people do in some cases is strike out on a new path, and it may be an additional path to what they're doing now, with the mindset of, I'm going to say, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to put it out there to the marketplace. The market will give me feedback. And believe me, the market will. Mm -hmm. And based on that feedback, I will then change directions into what works for the market and at the same time works for me. But if I had to put an overall, what's the biggest obstacle? It's fear of the unknown, mm -hmm. fear of something new, fear that it might not work. But, you know, there's a thousand cliches to steal second. You got to take your foot off first. There's all those things that are, that are, they're cliches because they're true. They're true, exactly. And we have to be willing to risk. So before the next question, I, I want to go revisit when you said you were talking about being a speaker and you said you were pretty good at it. Uh, yeah, I would say actually you're one of the best in the world <laughs> that I've ever oh, seen. Gosh. So, uh, Thank yeah, a little more than uh, pretty good at it. So take Thank us through you. an example with some things. I'm, I'm thinking about the person who's listening and saying, yep. okay, uh, you know, either, either it's that situation where things are really going great, but I'm bored or things are going great, but you know, it's time for a whole change or, you know, even in career, you know, a lot of our certified go-giver speakers, they, they come in at middle age, they've had yep. magnificent careers and yet now they want to, you know, speak and it's either on leadership or some of the other principles yeah. or, you know, so in other words, they've been very successful, but they to weren't totally fulfilled 
in what they were doing. So uh, again, whether it's someone like that, whether it's someone who again is just frustrated with or bored at what they're doing or whatever, take us through a couple of examples. I know it's all individual, so it's hard to make this too generic, but where someone listening can now know what, what they need to be considering. Okay, let me give you one thing that this is specific to somebody I'm working with. It's that speaker that I told you about, but uh, but it's also got a generic application too. So everybody listening okay. can, can do this, and it may or may not apply to them, but it's something that certainly we can all do, which is this is a speaker, that, and this is an interesting course to take. Uh, he's been a, a keynoter, very successful for years. He started out doing workshops, doing really training stuff. And now he said, I, I've, and I could really relate to this. He said, I've gotten bored with keynotes. I'm kind of thinking about revisiting the workshop world. And so what we're doing is, number one, he's he's pursuing some uh, skills improvement and some education uh, he's going to a workshop on facilitation mm -hmm. to, to kind of brush up on those skills. And he's getting really excited just with the idea of dealing with this, this new dynamic, this new energy. Now, the universal application for that is uh, anybody can look at what they're doing now and they may be feeling a little stale or a little bored with it. But there may be parts of it. They say, well, now this part of it, I still really like. Yeah, okay. Well, sometimes you can look at that what is now just a part of it and blow that up to where that might become the, the main thing. Um, a, a lot of times, you know, a good analogy is some of the books that I've written came from being a chapter in the previous book mm -hmm. that I wrote. Right. And, and I think a lot of us as writers can relate to that. Well, you can do the same thing with a career move. You can look at a piece, you can look at a chapter of the work you're doing now and say, what if I took that and, and made it the main thing? Oh, I love that. Yeah, and it, and it's a really, and, and the, the purpose that I serve is, is a lot of times, you know, what I do is help people see things that are absolutely right in front of them, but, but they've got a perspective, uh, th that's trapped in the box of looking at it the way they've always looked at it, mm -hmm. or they look at it the way everybody in their industry or business looks at it. Well, and a lot of times I'm a total outsider to what they do. And I can say, well, what if you did it this way? <laughs> and mm -hmm. it's the old, you know, they slap their forehead and go, oh my gosh. I can't believe I, never I, thought right. of that, I can't believe I didn't think of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, and so it's not that I've got any particular brilliance, except that I bring this outside perspective and my experience, just like you, of having worked with a thousand different businesses, which brings uh, which brings uh, uh, some value in terms of the way you can look mm -hmm. at options and, and alternatives. So, Joe, I can I can almost hear people listening to this come. Uh, I guess thinking of the question: So, is what Joe is is what Joe's talking about uh, following their passion? And I know you well enough to know that that the things that most people think. You, you typically have a, a very different take on. 
Well, here's the thing, and, and I come down for for somebody that everybody's heard of, because not that many people have, in in the big world have heard of me, but Mark Cuban, uh, the the guy on uh, Shark Tank, mm-hmm. the the owner of the the Dallas basketball team, and many other things. Cuban said the worst advice you could ever follow is to follow your passion. Here's what he means by that, uh, and and I tend to agree with it. Is now, that's good advice if if you're really good at your passion or you are willing to get good. And by good, I mean the skills, the abilities to to deliver. It's like, well, my passion is is painting landscapes. So I'm going to quit my job and do that for a living. Okay, you better be painting pretty good landscapes, right? And there better be a market for it, and that's the old three-legged stool exactly. thing. Yeah. Do you like doing it? Are you good at it? And is there a market for it? The problem with following your passion is passion can cloud your judgment. And I've done this. I mean, there's been things that I've rolled out during my career that I thought I was so excited about it and I so wanted to do it. I thought it was the greatest idea in the world. And so I roll it out to the world to the world and the world says, uh, not so much, Joe. We're, we're just not interested. Mm-hmm. And so that's the caution. I do, however, it's a big part of my, my coaching business to help people find things that they like doing. And and to me, that's that's not necessarily the same as having an all-consuming passion about something. But I do think a part of the puzzle, and, and part of it is very personal, Bob, because I I went too far with, with, with my career in that I did get bored with it and I wasn't liking it. I was still able to do a good job for my clients but I wasn't doing a good job for me. Mm-hmm. And so I had to pull back and go, well, wait a minute, Joe, what, what do you like doing that you can still make a living doing and create some revenue? So yeah, it, it's the people that I work with. It's usually a mix of, as I said earlier, looking at it through a business lens and looking at it through a personal lens and finding a place where those two match up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I was I was discussing the the follow your passion advice with a, a recent guest who who agreed with you, and I, I think we all are in agreement. With me, I always felt the advice follow your passion. It wasn't that it was wrong; it was just incomplete. Yes, that's the best way to put it. Yeah, but uh, you know, my my passion would be to have been a third baseman for the Boston Red Sox. Exactly. Uh, which I could have done except for one thing, which, of course, as you can guess, it's talent. And, My passion would have right. been to have been in front of uh, 15,000 people at arena in front of a rock band. Yeah, so, you know, it's and, and I, <laughs> I did it. I did it through my teens and part of my 20s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then when it came to moving up to the next level, I had the same, I had the same encumbrance that you had, Bob, That's which was that lack of talent. That's funny. <laughs> now tell us, uh, tell me about your, your coaching options. Someone says, okay, I, I really, uh, like this and, and, you know, take it from me. Joe is the real deal. If you're going to do something like this, Joe is the guy to do it with. What, t- what are some of the options? One-on-one small group. I know you have some, uh, Retreats, retreats, yeah. Well, part of the actually, I call most all of my coaching retreats. Part of that is because I want people to be in a retreat mindset. There's lots of options from a one-hour phone call, which that's not my favorite thing to do. I'd, I'm, I'm a, I'd rather meet in person. So, 
we you can come to Nashville, and I'll take Nashville has become one of the great restaurant cities in the world, and I'll take you to a, one of the coolest restaurants in town, depending on what you like, and that's on me. And we'll start talking about uh, what your goal is and what your thoughts are. And then the next day we pursue it some more. So you can do it. In, and then there's there's 60 days of follow-up that is long distance after that. Or I'll come to you. We'll do it on your turf. You pick out the best restaurant in town. We'll <laughs> go there the night before. And it's <laughs> still on no, me. No, they have to take or, you to that one. <laughs> Or we can do a, a resort retreat, but you pick the resort. And I can do that for up to three people. You can do it with two other people that you know that are going through kind of the same career process or thinking through their business process. You can bring two, two of your employees. And it's the same fee, whether it's one person or three people. So you can split it three ways, but it's at whatever resort you pick out, we'll all go there. And of course, we each pay for our own room and transportation. Uh, I also do a small group, which is 10 people or less uh, with the same organization. And this is for an uh, an entrepreneur. I'm going to do one in two weeks in North Carolina. And this is a CEO. And I think it's five of his top leadership team. So we're going to we're going to have dinner the night before and start talking then we're going to have a half day and it's going to be very much to get them on the same page about where they're going and start to strategize about it uh, but but there's all sorts of options it's all on the website joecalloway.com it's all there uh, so I want to end with with an insight into Joe Calloway here because I've I've just always so admired what you've done throughout the the whole time I've known you which has been about 30 years you were one of the first people I met when I first joined National Speakers Association yeah. you were always one of those just so welcoming and just made everybody feel so uh, so comfortable what has been your personal motivation for just kind of always moving towards that next thing, which you've always done so well. It, it's funny. And this is a double-edged sword, Bob. I have a very, very low threshold for boredom. <laughs> ah. I love ah. a new idea. I love the next idea. Creatively, I get just really jazzed and excited and engaged with a new idea. That's one that's one reason I love coaching so much is because every single client, it's a new scenario. And, and it's even much, much more so than speaking because everybody's bringing their own particular, very personal situation to the table. And that that gets me going. The, the downside of being so interested in the next thing is the squirrel syndrome yeah. where you've got a good idea and you're working to execute it. And then all of a sudden squirrel mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you look over here and here's a new idea and you go chasing that instead of sticking with the one that you ought to stick with for a while. But uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's been it for me. I'm just very, I'm very interested. I'm very curious and I'm very interested in, in learning about things. I think that's one reason it's a big reason I enjoy coaching so much because I'm so genuinely curious about people's businesses and, and what's going on with them and how we can help them move to the, to the next, the next success. 
Joe Calloway is an immensely successful entrepreneur, business consultant, and Hall of Fame former speaker, as well as a multi-best-selling author. He's now focused on his coaching practice, Next Success Retreats and Coaching. Visit joecalloway.com, where there are a number of coaching options. That URL is in the show notes, of course. Uh, again, this guy is just so the real deal, and um, as I like to say, whenever anyone asks me about him, he's simply one of life's really good guys. Joe, thank you so much, and continued next success. Thank you, Bob. After the show, I want to talk to you about being my agent. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Bob. You're the best. Main takeaway I received from Joe is that there's no reason to settle for where you are if where you are is not where you want to be. What did you take from Joe in this discussion? And does it cause you to consider what a possible next success for you might be? Please feel free to write to me at bob at berg.com and let me know. All of John David Mann's and my books in the Go-Giver series can be found at thegogiver.com, where you can download chapters one and two, or just click on the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and provide a review on iTunes. Visit thegogiver.com slash reviews. I enjoy reading every review, and your review will also help others to much more easily find this show. That's all for today. The Go-Giver podcast is brought to you by thegogiver.com. Visit www.thegogiver.com and get our free special report, Endless Prospects, The Go-Giver Way. That's thegogiver.com. Stop on by. Thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, I'm Bob Berg. Make it a great day.